Hello, 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 you lovely, lucky people. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Hurtwood Muse podcast. This week, we've got a conversation between Iris and Freddie talking about the artistic work of Lana Del Rey, mainly talking about her music, her style, her image, her media presence. Um, But the whole thing's shot through the lens of a kind of controversy about Del Rey's ambivalence toward feminism um, and her sometimes problematic depiction of herself as subservient to men. She also uh, uh, has a sort of fixation throughout her career on the Lolita archetype, which uh, Iris and Freddie bring into the conversation in a number of interesting ways. So it's kind of a conversation about Lana Del Rey. It's also a conversation about Nabokov's novel um, and the way that they intersect and the problematic nature of trying to engage in an artistic way with quite taboo topics, quite controversial topics. Um, It's really powerful stuff. I'm sure you'll have a lot of thoughts in response to it. Um, It was a kind of a two-parter this one because it was a 15-minute conversation that got interrupted um, and then they came back to it the following week. But I think they picked up the threads really well, even though there was a huge digression about Marilyn Monroe that I just had to edit out. Um, But maybe that could... Maybe that could be a bit of surprise bonus content at some time. Anyway, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Uh, keep listening to us, folks. And yeah, we'll hear from you next time. Bye! Um, we're going to be talking about Lana Del Rey and slightly troubling imagery that's associated with a lot of her music and the lyrics. Yes, and about how her career kind of takes the takes the form of Lolita. Yeah, the book. How she follows the story, I think, through her music and her aesthetic and yeah the, the way, way she, she pre- especially her marketing team yeah definitely present her they need a bit of in a way especially even when she ages they're still going back to the the presentation Beautiful. of a child of sexualizing children yeah very much so and i think her entire i mean there's so much shame because she's such a beautiful singer but she's got such a problematic yeah. image yeah yeah then a really lot of especially with the Me Too movement coming yeah. out and a lot of people speaking more against um, sexual harassment yeah. and the abuse of women mm. that and it's a topic that people been... then look at her and think you're not helping the situation. Oh, yeah. You're, she, no, you're really providing isn't. the male fantasy of a child. She really is. And not only just of children, but also like the perfect the perfect woman yeah. stereotype. I mean, she's got her whole 1950s housewife aesthetic, mm-hmm. which in itself is inherently controversial and just yeah. messed up. The kind of like doting on their husband and existing just yeah. for your husband. Yeah, mm. a lot of and a lot of her lyrics are, "I'm here for you. Mm. I'm giving you everything." Yeah, it's very uh, male and the male and female relationships that she presents in her songs are yeah. inherently just not only flawed but only very based off submissive and dominant archetypes. Yeah, so. Like, I can't think of the song off the top of my head. Like Mariner's Apartment Complex, which I've got up somewhere. Yeah. So in that, where is it here? The kind of girl who's going to make you wonder who you are, who you've been. There's a lot of the. Is that a pronoun? Mm, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. pronoun you, 
my, 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 you found this, you need this, you yeah, lose and your way. There's no first person. There's, there's no, no I, me. There's just like, and, and if she either does do me or I, it's just take my hand, she's talking to this man and being like, yeah. um, where is it? Um, who I am is a big time believer that people can change. And then there's another lyric that made me really go, ooh, what? Who I've been, who I've been is with you on these beaches. She's just saying she yeah. exists when he is there. Mm-hmm. She exists to support him, to give him this kind of moral backbone to yeah. help him through. She and doesn't it's, it's transactional. It's all transactional. It's about, yeah. it's not about love. It, no. It's about the transactional relationship of someone has to, be, well, Co-depend- the woman has to yeah. be codependent on the man. and. He can do what he sense. wants, and and she's he's going to use her as an emotional and sexual kind of outlet. Yeah, very yeah. much so, and that's a very big topic. I think she explores as well in a, in a lot of her music, especially with Elita. Those who don't know the story, um, <laughs> it's, it's um, Elita mm. is controlled by Hamlet's should we say desires, Desi- yeah. desires and fears, um, and he's a what's it called uh, an unreliable narrator narrator an unreliable narrator so you can't trust anything he says in the book yes and he is basically the whole book is basically fantasizing about a child which it is a tough tough book to read it's a tough, tough message um it's but tough. he yeah. it's a beautiful book but yeah the language is beautiful but it's i mean so messed up Yes. And what Lana has... I'm referring to her in first person, like I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lana, what Lana's done is she's created a culture of actually romanticising this really, really messed up yes. topics. Sorry. And then her actually very And normalising. Normalising yeah. a very young girl yeah. with the age gap relationship, a very young underage girl yeah. who is submitting to yeah. this old man taking advantage of her. And... And she's created a very, for her very impressionable audience, she has promoted this kind of behaviour. She's promoted a hell of a lot of really awful messages. Yeah, and, and, and with Lolita, she's referred to as like a nymphet, um, as young, ru- she doesn't have ruined looks, um, uh, or like, this is a quote, um, he sees her ruined looks and her um, adult roped vein narrow hands and hopelessly worn out at 17. This is at the end of the novel when you'll see the progression of the relationship and yeah. the, the relationship basically destroys her for the future yeah. and she becomes a washed up <laughs> woman at 17, 17. years That's old. That's like basically all right. Hopelessly worn out at 17. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I think the most telling the most telling thing that she mentions Lolita is actually the song. She wrote a song called Lolita. Yeah. <laughs> Red flag. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this phrase, I could be yours, I could be your baby tonight, mm. topple you down from your sky 40 stories high, shining like a god, I can't believe I caught you. And so look at what I bought, not a second thought. Oh, Romeo, this kind of, this plays into his whole, he very ups himself in the book. He makes himself look yeah. like he's completely good. He's a lovely Yeah, and, and he's he's in love. That's why yeah. it's, that's almost it's why it's justifiable. And that she wants it. Yeah. Although she's underage and cannot decide for herself right. anyway. And the fact that he removes her mother from the equation. Yeah. Because is... 
I mean, he does he marry her? I can't remember. Yeah. He marries the he mother marries to get mother. close to the daughter. Yeah, and and the whole thing about he was renting a room, and he decided actually not to rent the room before he saw Lolita in the garden. Then he saw her and asked if she was his daughter, mm-hmm. and and she said yes, and then he went yes, I'll take the room. So the only reason he yeah. wanted to rent um, that and put himself in that environment yeah. was because she was there. And it's it's weird because that's a behaviour so I mean. It's awful. sickening. It's, it's sickening, sickening. and it's yeah. so horrible to read. And then to watch a really prevalent—I love her music—but to watch a really prevalent face in media romanticize it and come up with this. I mean, there's a really big culture nowadays of aestheticizing. I think you could say yeah. and making an aesthetic out of this sort of not behavior, but this sort of like imagery yes. and this this situation. A few of our other songs I think we're going to talk about. I think Young and Beautiful was yeah. another quite telling yes. one. Although this one was written, I think, for the movie The Great Gatsby. Yes, but yeah. Young and Beautiful just plays into the idea yeah, that women uh, are, are become washed up yeah. and only Very are quickly. only desirable and when prevalent young. when they're young and they're beautiful and that's all that men want it's about the aesthetic it's about Mm. a trophy wife it's not about any kind of value that they owe just they're a thing to own and the thing in this song it was like she asks the man will you still love me when I'm no longer beautiful will you still love me when I've got nothing but my aching soul I know you will I know you will will you still like so even though Mm. she's secure in her relationship she's still asking him will you actually love me if I'm not beautiful because I don't know because I'm not sure yeah and I think that also plays back into the Lolita thing people for some for some men not all men but for some men a woman's desirability is completely based off her looks when she loses her looks even when she grows up when she grows up and loses her Mm -hmm. innocence her innocence and her childish looks the more she got to offer which exactly. is disgusting. And and the same with Cinnamon Girl. Oh yeah. Definitely. And it's like like if you hold me without hurting me. Definite mm. about the normalization of the kind of abusive relationship that men get I'm sorry to say men get away with. Yeah. Very much. And of so. course women as well, but predominantly yeah. men get away with. And, and yeah. Lana's playing into that kind of it's okay. Mm. Because I'm singing softly about I'm singing it. In a really, that's another thing. She sings in a very sultry, breathy, breathy voice. It's very. She's kind of a bit of a femme fatale character. Yeah. Even though she's no, a de- real yeah, person. So she's doing this very. Oh, I'm very innocent, but I've got this. Yeah, it, it's the, it's the Madonna Hall yeah. complex. It's that she's innocent, but she's sexy, sexy. and like, but she's untouched, but she mm. knows what she's doing. It's. Once again, quite a weird thing, I think, to be promoting an ide- idealizer, I can't say that word properly, yeah. romanticizing. And also in Cinnamon Girl, it's also a lot of romanticization about drug abuse. Yes. Uh, Alana Del Rey, I think from what I remember, she did struggle with drug abuse in her past, which is what makes it so interesting that she's romanticizing in her future yeah, music. Because surely it's something you want to completely be like, don't do that! Yeah, exactly. And also, I think um, with the the Madonna Hall thing and the childhood is attractive, is mm. the seduction type of the natural. Yeah. And for people that don't know that, the, um, the natural is a seduction chi- type based on 
childhood as the golden age and people want to get back to childhood so the natural seducer is one who somehow has retained the childhood traits and they've got an innocent quality they're irresistible they're impish vulnerable defenseless open very spontaneous people Mm. and that is why Humbert loves Lolita she's so she's um so vulnerable and defenseless after losing her mother she's got no one Mm. he has to swoop in and be her savior yeah you know she really uh, does. Um, and they lower they the is like they lower their guard and mm. see maybe an older more impressionable person and yeah. then leads into that so it's really messed up and back to what you were saying about men getting away with this behaviour she does mention that which is makes it even more complicated yes, in Norman yeah. Rockwell even because you're just a man it's just what you do and then she repeats that yeah you're just a man all through and through she she excuses yeah it's excusing it's that excusing. because you're a boy it's, it's, it's like the saying mm, that boys will be boys. boys but it's slightly ironic yeah because I, you can tell that she's you're just a man it's just what you do she's being yeah. she's using irony here but at the same time it's like ooh yeah stepping on really bad territory because this whole song is like oh you're slightly abusive you put me all through the, all this bad stuff your poetry's bad you play you your poetry is bad. You blame the news. I can't change that, and I can't change your mood. There's nothing she can do to change. But she's this still horrible. Guy. Still being. It's she's still fine. with them. She babies him. She's like yeah. you're just a man, and she calls him a man child. Yeah. You act but then like almost kid. with the man child, she's kind of revolting. She's yeah. saying enough. Like you, I'm. Mm. It is just what you do, but you're a man child. Yeah. Like that's it. That's but, what I'm doing. Yeah, and it's very weird that she's stuck in this cycle of behaviour. All of her songs mention. All of her songs are a repeating pattern of behaviour. In every single song, yeah. she talks about a man and behaving in a certain way. She uses a lot of repetition. Yeah, in and her following this behaviour. And I don't know if it's a sort of social commentary, but it doesn't come across as social commentary. It comes across as yeah. her idolising this. Normalising. Normalising it. Mm-hmm. And actually, for our generation, who are really... I mean, we're young. It's good, we're really yeah. impressionable. This is weird. This yes. is really weird. Especially... A few years ago now with the whole Tumblr yes, craze. Yes. When she was put at the forefront for idolising anorexia yeah. and eating disorders. And, then, and even though she suffered with that herself, yeah. she also almost allowed her, herself yeah. to become the image. And her, I'm sorry, but her team, her... Oh my God, her PR team. Her PR team. That, they played into that really did. massively and the first song she because it was popular the first song she had the release was a song called Boarding School and this is I mean disgusting I'm a fan of the pro animation I do them drugs to sort the for food cravings if you want to get high with me I'm on the back doing crack drinking Pepsi yeah she's I mean what the <laughs> and then yeah. with Diet Mountain Dew that being an entire song I think She's such a beautiful artist, but it's just... But I think she's definitely been taken advantage of. She has been. You don't know if you can blame her or if you can blame the people around her, but then that falls back into the kind of lead to territory. Is she making a comment because she can't get out of the situation she's in? Yeah, and is she presenting... Because it is a very... it is a topic that isn't talked about a lot. No, not at all. Especially with, like, paedophilia. It's it's a very taboo topic. It's such a taboo topic. And it is because it is very uncomfortable to it's talk about. You just, don't. Yeah. No one wants to Be talk like, about <laughs> sexualizing children because no, it's, it's horrible. Oh, it's it's disgusting. terrible. But 
but she presents this kind of hyper femininity yeah through through the way she dresses Mm. and with the as you said earlier the the 1950s housewife trope she wears those skirts and cherries images of cherries flowers cherry the way she wears her hair yeah and hyper femininity in itself is not a problem no hyper femininity is actually quite a actually look down upon aesthetic or that's completely fine but I think same with the there's coquette. many ways you can take the hyper femininity yeah same with like the coquette aesthetic which is also associated has a lot of history with racism yeah and a lot of history with sexism and ugh, there's just she needs to you need to be careful yeah if you're going for a certain aesthetic which a lot of artists do you need to create your own version of it you can't what she and does and she does look beautiful like, oh there God, is no gorgeous. question saying she's a beautiful artist mm. so obviously there is that aesthetically pleasing she's a very aesthetically pleasing yeah. person to look at if you look at her social medias yeah. um, and and her lyrics are very beautifully written it, it comes across as very romantic um, with romanticism mm. the way she writes it's very imaginative yeah. her YouTube her music videos I mean gorgeous yeah like, everything about her look, everything. and cinematography is very good and like the way she there's her no, makeup there's nothing out of place yes it, it feels very uh, seamless yeah and her whole vibe yeah and aesthetic seems very laid back very laid back like almost she didn't put a lot of effort into it yeah but but it's so well done it's that kind of ideal like you don't need to try to be perfect which is itself a really weird message to send out to people that she looks as perfect all the time yeah what she's singing about is so awful yeah and it's the great juxtaposition that she sings about sexual violence and she yeah, all of which, this. which in a sense plays back to Lolita with its beautiful imagery but awful story. So I guess yeah. those two can also make a comparison between... Yeah, and Lolita herself is described, even though it is uh, the narrative unreliable, is unreliable, yeah. she's presented as this beautiful, kind of young, um, impressionable, mm. and like her clothing is very dainty, dainty. and like whites and pinks mm. and her hair is braided yeah there's a hot sh- there's so much aesthetic Image, behind that. yeah he really does lay on the aesthetics the author yeah it's and so it, and it much. almost makes you question and also the it makes you question okay did she want this like and i know it's a horrible thing to question mm. but because of the way it's written you're like wait a minute i know and it's such did a, she want because she's dressing this way yeah. and, and there's a huge and issue when of, you finish the book you're like of course she didn't want it so why did he you're so yeah. confused and you're so confused how convinced he is yeah and it's, it's a mental illness it's a yeah a really horror oh my god i can't ugh. actually it makes me feel sick to talk about yeah because it's such a taboo and disgusting thing. But we need, we definitely need people to need talk to talk about, about it because if you, it will never change. If you blindsight it, if you're like, oh no 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 no, it's fine. Then yeah. young children will also hypersexualize themselves. Yes, that is d- especially with the rise of social media. Yeah. So Born to Die. Yeah. Twenty twelve. That has so many Lolita references. Does it? You, you could literally write a novel oh, about it. You, you could. Um, gods and monsters you know the like teenage girls dancing yes. on a table in a bar mixed feelings yeah about the attention received from men about that one. dodgy that one but mm-hmm. she is just beautiful singer it's just promoting the worst kind of stuff and i don't know why she does yeah that. i i don't know if she's trying to be edgy i'm not sure i think maybe it's a feminist edge 
Like I she's a reluctant feminist, yeah. you know what I mean? She is, but it's not perceived by her audience in that sense. I don't think people Yeah, but see. if you if you look at Lolita, you could take look at it as a feminist approach if you think yeah. she's orphaned mm. and she's kidnapped, raped, held captive. Yeah. Yet still managed to survive. Survive, so it could be a and, story of survival. And with, like, with her wits as well, with, like, into a happy relationship. Yeah. You could see it in that and point she does of view. Es- she does escape it. And yeah, she does, thank yeah. God. And I guess that could be what Lana... But then again, even if Lana was trying to do that, I mean, shouldn't she see that her lyrics are just so dodgy? But also, but, I think I feel like she relates to Lolita because when she was yeah. 14, she did have an, yes. an alcohol addiction yeah, she had a and went addiction. to rehab. rehab? So I guess rehab. The, the sense of addiction works both ways because I guess he's addicted to her the, in the book. In a sense, yeah. he's addicted to yeah, her. Yeah, that's a good... Yeah. Lana's is addicted to drugs, but mm, that's quite a left-field approach to think about And it. also, I think I like the idea that the Lolita and Humbert relationship mm. kind of dramatically symbolise the music industry. Yeah, You know, like, young female musicians who start as a teen, then... Maybe maybe that's the vibe she was going for. ...get obsessive sexual objectification Mm. from the media, from the music, like, producers themselves. There's a huge stigma Mm. of that to make it in the music industry, you have to do sexual acts. Sexual connotations are becoming unpopular. She's idolised for her youth and sex yes. appeal. So that's again, an obsession probably personal strength there, yeah. It is, but I think the issue with that... I know, I'm playing devil's advocate. Yeah, I no, am no, playing de- devil's advocate, devil's advocate but, guys. But yeah. No, yeah, and then the issue with that is that her audience isn't, in the nicest way possible, I don't think it's educated enough to realise that. Yes. The general I, public. I don't think that... And, and the general public, you wouldn't know that she struggled with alcoholism. No. You wouldn't know that she had she, issues yeah. as a child. You wouldn't know like, you she would, related to Lolita. Yeah, exactly. You, you would know. just think... I should I should dress like this. I yes. should think she's like this. Idol. She's my idol. Let me. Get if she's an older doing boyfriend. it, I can do it. Yes, exactly. Let me get an older boyfriend because my idol's doing it. That's just a yeah. She's and got, her history yeah. of relationships. Yeah, significant age oof, gap. Age gap. Big age gap. It's it's weird because age gaps. As long as they're legal, technically they're not I, legal, but they're so it's maturity. I believe, with yeah, adults. I think so. Because clearly a lot of people know this, but girls generally mature faster yes, than men do, especially faster. teenage mm. years. So then, arguably, of course, they would go for older, older, people, older men that or fits their older maturity level. guys. But, and then there's, but there's a maturity and then there's experience. Yeah, I, I think... It depends on the person, as long as, and as, long as it's legal and yes. you're not taking advantage of someone. Because I feel like an age gap, if it was... 21 and 30 it's not yes you're at yeah. different yes you're at different stages of life but it's not really the difference between if you're 21 and 45 yeah <laughs> that's which that's is what awful. she and then there's if you're 18 and 32 that's just dis- yeah. that's awful. yeah yeah that's yeah bad. i know <laughs> but then again that's... i suppose everybody has their own don't introduce a threshold of where private. you would yeah yeah, I just I I find it difficult to understand what a like say thirty five year old yeah. man would want with an eighteen year old yeah. girl. Yeah, oh, well then it, that's when you start. That's when you start. Okay, there's a fetishization. Especially of the, there's a pattern in his yeah. dating history. Then Look at like, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, that's doesn't such a shame. date people over twenty five. It's such a shame because he's such a good actor. And then you're like, oh come on, 
Why do you have to be a weirdo mm. as well? Why are they all weirdos? <laughs> yes. <laughs> With the over 25 thing. That's definitely a pattern of behaviour that sh- people should be more concerned about. Yeah, and of, and the most extreme case, of course, in Lolita is oh, yes. that it is paedophilic. Paedophilic. And it is illegal. Illegal. Even in, I, I think it was set in the 50s? Yeah. Even in the 50s, it was obviously not as bad as now oh, it was so it was still bad that age but it was it wasn't kind of mm. like people would turn a blind eye yes uh, like in the book it's clearly shown that he's got such paranoia that police are following him yeah and that but police do ask him yeah and and and, and the, he's unreliable so the, the writer in the hotel the man in the hotel yes yeah does ask him mm. does what? does see that it's a little bit odd what's that what's such a young like? girl and an old man mm. will be staying in a hotel sharing a room, was, sharing a bed. I think that was public. I don't think it was... <sighs> Law-wise, I don't think they would have investigated, but I think just general public would have been like, that's weird. But the, but nobody did anything nobody about did anything. it. And she d- looked... Like, the, with the description in the book, she clearly feels slash looks uncomfortable. Yes. So now I know a lot of people will be like, that's wrong. We mm. need to look at that. We yeah. need to question them. We need to phone yeah. police or Yeah, I find it really interesting. Kind of switching away from Lana and onto Lolita, I find it so interesting that he decided to write it from the male perspective. The only other book I can think that does that is The Virgin Suicides by Jeffrey Yeah, that's such, such a good, good book. book. I wrote my like um, book review on that for the first week. Good movie English. as well. Really good movie. So I think those two books are so... I mean, obviously, about completely different subjects, but so similar about the male gaze, opinion, male gaze, and the male <coughs> opinion yeah. on women, and how they view young women as sexual yeah. things. So I think it's and very sexual. interesting, and it's really sad it's looking so at sad. it, reading the book. Mm. Yes, it's beautiful literature, yes. but it's so sad reading it as a woman. Horror, yes, as a woman, as, as a woman, as a man, you're disgusted. As a woman, you're disgusted. And but you're so also, sad. but you can also, yeah, it's you really saddening. And you can not relate. You can, but you can relate because every I don't know one girl that hasn't been catcalled yeah. or in school uniform majoritively oh. or which is I mean okay they're, they're, they're of school that's, children age that's children they can they can, the, the oldest they can be yeah. is, is 16 at most I mean that's, that's just, still illegal ugh, it's it's really weird and then back to Lana and how she presents that kind of sexual idea with her music, with the lyrics, and then mm-hmm. I think we were talking about this last time we recorded about how young people are feeling the pressure to sexualize themselves. Yeah, the age, yeah. and increasingly yeah. so with TikTok and social, yes, like, with social media. We were just looking at the fact when we were thirteen, mm. or we were just like mm. we were not dressing up oh in the way that they're doing God, now, no. or dressing fault, in an older way. Yeah, it's not whereas thirteen-year-olds nowadays dress like they're eighteen. They dress like they're 16. look. The makeup's getting better. They're looking yeah, better, which they is really are, dangerous. And dangerously, they are looking older. Yes. So people and would think. Vulnerable. Oh goodness, they are older. When I, was, when I was 13, honestly, I think I saw more like tights and wellies. L- yes, <laughs> and I had no eyebrows. No, so <laughs> I had I had a bob. Like honestly, I was not the target. Oh, th- yeah, it's, it's just the generational change. It's really scary. Yeah, I think. It's and really also, scary. our parents' generation looked a lot older than they were. Yes, yeah, so I wonder if definitely, it's especially in the 90s, there was this oh study God. of the surge of like really? bone structure, where they actually do did look older. Yeah, really? just as you and That's also so depicted at the time, for example, Greece. Yeah, thirty-year-olds uh, played. Uh, <laughs> thirty-year-olds uh, played teenagers. Played fifteen-year-olds, and then the message of Greece is a bit dodge. Yeah, if if, if a man doesn't fight. like you, change yourself. Change yourself. <laughs> 
don't, but I don't actually like that movie. It's just really unpopular. People love you don't it. Like that I don't like it. Um, I don't. I really like it. No. <laughs> it's nothing to do with the problematic bit. It just kind of flew off my head. No, it's weird. But um, it's very worrying. And I think she's only adding into that cultural shift for young young kids. Not. Yeah. I think they're the generation below us. I, yeah, I would say kind of 20, 2010, 2012 is a cutoff point. I'd say. Maybe a bit yeah, younger. Yeah, I'd say, well, now probably 14-year-olds, yeah. 13. 12, I think I'd probably say yeah. 12, 11, or 11 till 14. Yeah, I think of my brother. He looks way, way older than me. which And he's 14. Wow. He's older than me. He acts much more mature than he was at my age. He's like... I'm not going to say like, anything, but he, it's very weird. Even looking at boys, that's boys. And then girls... It's yeah, sad. it is sad, and also a lot of. There's been a very recurring theme, at kind of the same time as when Lana Del Rey, the kind of 2012 mm-hmm. era. Um, there was a lot of movies circling around age gap relationships. Yes, and yeah. a lot of mo- about sexualizing younger people. Oh, she's just. So there's a lot. Weird. There was a interestingly a lot of thing that came out at the same time. Mm. So I think there was that huge push, and yeah. then the cultural change. And that can also be blamed back to remember the Tumblr era. Yes. Oh, that's just a whole nother, I think that's that a whole nother thing time. to bring in. So Tumblr was an online blogging website? I, th- I, I was never on yeah, Tumblr. Yeah, it started as an online blogging website and, and became kind of, it, it was like the, the old cult- Instagram. Yes. It had or, or an old a, Twitter. Such a toxic culture around it. It just promoted eating disorders, age yes. gaps, sexualizing yourself, depression, mental illness. It was self-harm. Self-harm. Was a big thing. I mean. And Tumblr is, is coming back. I was watching a documentary video on it the other day on YouTube, and it's coming back. People are, like, making all aesthetic posts about how sad they are, and it's like, oh, no, we're falling right back. We're repeating a pattern of behaviour yeah. that comes around every 10 years. Yeah. Fashion circles in 10-year yeah. roots, and also culture comes back 10 years. And, and um, beauty standards Beauty standards. Well. So at Lana, it was skinny. It's it was skinny. big eyes. It was, it was very we young. To, yes. But yeah, big eyes, we big hair. And then we went to the Kardashian skinny. Slim Thick. Yes. Which is a bit more, okay, getting there. And, and then, then it was back, and now it's back. Uh, but we did go to Body Positivity. Yes. We went to Thicker Women. Yes, we were, doing, we were, we were winning on that front. And then suddenly the 10-year shift happened, and now we're back at the 2010s. Super skinny, young people, Tumblr's coming back. Let's Especially with Kate Moss coming oh back. Oh my god! The fact that Lila Moss is really, really, really in right now. She's and the diet, Did you see the Diet Coke ad? Yes. Yes. And, and the fact me. that she said nothing feels as good as skinny, skinny taste. And then she's nothing tastes as good as skinny, skinny feels. feels. Yeah. I mean, actually, when I saw that ad, I felt a little bit sick. I was like, that's disgusting that Diet Coke is promoting. Na- is promoting a woman who promotes eating disorders and has been known for promoting cocaine use, heroin use, yeah. and eating disorders. Why they're affiliating that with that? Yeah, and alcoholism. Back to Lana. Oh God. The fact that at, at fourteen she was in rehab is really, really worrying. So, really yeah. worrying. And so are some fourteen-year-olds nowadays. Yeah. I don't know when did. Maybe that's me being privileged, but I don't think I started properly drinking until fifteen. Well, maybe 14. I can't remember. I don't know. Not 12. Legally. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Legally. Not 12. I've seen kids in the park with, like, bottles of vodka at 12 years old. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's a cultural thing, but she's definitely... I, I don't know. I, I think in this country, it's very... Drinking is so normalised. It's so normalised. Whereas in America, it's kind of more extreme. It's like, oh my God. So I wonder if she's promoting a more toxic... 
yeah culture whereas in if if we were to listen to that in England we'd be like yeah so yeah. with the rest so with the yeah, rest of half of England yeah I was rethinking because that. you have true. to be 18 to drink not 21 <laughs> yeah, yet yet in America you can drive a car at 16, 16 as a child yes I mean the idea of 60 newly 60 on me driving a car is terrifying the fact I'm 17 soon I still don't want to drive a car like, 16 year old me driving a car <laughs> should not be allowed I should not be allowed on the open road that's just ridiculous and then America oh America's a whole nother topic yeah right into that one the fact that she's, she plays a lot into the southern American really image which is it's not problematic in itself it, oh okay it's no, problematic no, the, 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 the stereotype the yes. aesthetic that she puts yes. forward the stereotype of the yeah. farm girl yes who there's is nothing, searching for a husband oh yeah there's nothing wrong with being southern American no nothing at all but <laughs> the connotations with the South However, comma. However, the connotations of the American South. I think she plays into that 50s farm girl, yeah. find a husband. Mice and men, find a husband. Ugh. Femme fatale. Candy's wife vibes. Candy's wife vibes. She's a fe- she's Would you describe a uh, femme fatale? She's, she doesn't really... No, she's no. more of a natural kind of coquette. Southern belle. Southern belle vibes. There we go, southern belle. Not a fe- femme fatale is more... That's more Candy's, Candy's wife. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. God bless us all. <laughs> Did you see that movie that came Blonde. out about her? Point so the one that I was thinking of doing, I was going to write an essay on it, was um, how female tragedy is presented in literature, especially by male authors, but yep. also by female. So the ideas I was thinking of was Lolita, Streetcar Named Desire, um, Virgin Suicides. <laughs> Virgin Suicides, there's oh, so many more, but I need to think back on it. Guess I guess Medusa, but that's quite a Greek one and it's not. It's hard to find a set. <laughs> Yeah, but that's, text of it. that's good. And how often male writers romanticise female tragedy? That's Hamlet, Othello. Yes. With um, what, Ophelia. 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 And it's just very interesting to me how they um, once again sexualise and romanticise female beauty and find female tragedy in something that's really like beautiful it's very it's really disturbing it's really disturbing like why is it then when when a woman's sad it's this kind of like melodramatic gorgeous like in movies why is it like this moment of like ah vulnerability it's vulnerability isn't it Mm -hmm. men love vulnerable women well not all men but (laughs) most men (laughs) most men love vulnerable women I wonder if that's something built into their psyche I think it's the it's the um, if it's an animalistic thing or if it's a it's, cultural it's thing. It's the cultural thing of like protect the women. Yeah, the one that interested me most was Virgin Suicides. I read that over the summer and I was kind of like, oh, this would be a good topic to look into. Talk about, yeah. Look into and or also I guess American Psycho in a sense, but that's more female pain and how he sexualizes female pain and fights yes. it. But that's more him being a psycho than. Yes. <laughs> then menace a whole. Yes. But um, virgin suicides. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mm. And with Lolita and Lana, definitely fetishizing female pain. Fetishizing female pain to like the utmost extreme. It was really interesting to read something from a teenage boy's perspective, especially yes. on a situation. Like I think that. the comparison. Yeah, the comparisons are really interesting because. Interestingly, even as a teenager or a man, mm. they do, it doesn't really change. It, doesn't change it just gets much. more. It, it gets just gets more in excess yeah. desire, and it'll get different. 
like in Virgin Suicide, he was like, I want to smell her hair, and I bet yeah. the house is really smelly, and I bet I can gonna. Yeah, I want master, to touch her. I want to match, master oh, master whatever. Yeah. But the smell of the house, and then I think as a man, it'll be like. I want, want to consume her, to like, consume her. take her. It gets more intense. Yeah. The teenage yeah. boys are weird. Yeah. <laughs> 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 